Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Positively Wrestling Evolved. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling Evolved, where two guys who know nothing about women, but know a little bit about pro wrestling, talk about women's professional wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, with me is my friend Steven Davidson. How are you doing today? I think we're both riding that Spider-Man high, aren't we? Yes, we are. We did both get to check out uh, the first showing of spider-man no way home today of course we record on thursdays so um the movie came out today and it was amazing it was oh, awesome man. spoiler man. free here not going to talk absolutely spoilers. no but my in my opinion greatest comic book movie ever uh, people are still gonna say dark night dark night stop whining about the dark night this destroyed the dark night like like queen zelina destroyed rhea ripley <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly true <laughs> not exactly true we'll get into that um but yeah no it's awesome you're not ready for it no matter what you think you're not ready for it but it's awesome check it out um but getting on to what we're talking about on the show it's not a marvel podcast this of course is a Yet. women's wrestling podcast give us, give us time yes um but uh we got plenty to talk about uh uh, but first, I guess well, let's just go ahead and, and get it out of the way. Let's do some math-based wrestling to kick things off here. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so... Get it out of the way? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> God. Well, instead all of talking right. about stuff before it, we're going to jump right into the show. Oh, yeah. all right. I didn't okay, mean well, like, let's... I would have said, let's just not do it if I didn't like it. <laughs> I would have done it anyway. I'd have done my own Steiner thing and just <laughs> jumped right into it on my own. All right. Well, this week, man, it was a week for women's wrestling. We had a total of 48 women's matches, 25,132 seconds. That's seven hours, six minutes, and 47 seconds of bell-to-bell time. An increase from last week of 92.6%, almost doubled what we got last week the average match time eight minutes 44 seconds the highest we've had yet that's an increase of 12.4 percent from last week and this was 11 stardom matches 11 aew matches seven mission pro matches we'll talk about that seven shine matches three impact matches three wwe three nxt three ring of honor one nwa next to uk disappointing this week nothing nothing, nothing from, from next to uk no, the shortest match was Queen Zelina dominating Rhea Ripley. Dominating in 50 seconds. 50, that's five zero seconds. The longest match was from uh, Silver Bells, Mission Pro Silver Bells. The uh, seven-way match, La-, La Rosa Negra, Jasmine Allure, Nikita Knight, Genocide, Ashley D'Ambrose, Kayla Sparks, and Sadie Lee Moss going 24 minutes and 18 seconds also one of the best matches of the week worth watching for that one alone amazing match from mission pro there but yeah a lot 
a lot of women's wrestling this week and it was good stuff too for the most part awesome awesome that is math-based wrestling and again awesome that we would almost nine hours uh, it was no just over seven hours but just over seven hours dude. Just but that's bell hours. time so that doesn't include entrances and promos and and celebrations and post-match angles or whatever it is that's just bell to bell time Oh, probably a solid eight hours when you factor everything else in, I'm sure. Yeah, I'd say uh, so. Maybe even more. Yeah, probably um, more. But yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, and again, we had two all-women shows to kind of help boost that, but mm-hmm. but that's okay. Hey, we'll take all the women's wrestling we can get. Yeah. Um, but let, let's kick off uh, the top thing here. And we said this this kind of broke today, this news. Yes. About Hannah Kimura's mom. Mm-hmm. And she's suing Fuji TV. Yeah, Kyoko Kimura, also former wrestler, was big in stardom. Um, suing Fuji TV, who produced Terrace House, which was the reality show that Hana Kimura was on, um, <clears throat> which ultimately led to her suicide. Um, uh, about a week before Hana took her own life, Kyoko has said that. Um, the that Hana has said that the had said that the producers of the show treated the cast like trash, like garbage. They didn't care about them. They didn't take care of them. And uh, Kyoko thinks that probably contributed to Hana's state of mind mm-hmm. um, before her um, the actions that she took there. And uh, so she's suing Fuji TV. I think it's uh, a good thing, and uh, I'm I'm all for it, and I'm all behind her. Yeah, I agree. Um, They need to be held accountable for what are just uh, actions that I can't even put words to it. How disgusted they make me feel that they would treat, you know, their talent, the people that make their show, which is the talent. And you treat them like that. It's just it's deplorable. And hopefully they get taken to the cleaners. Yeah, and they certainly didn't. And they certainly didn't do anything to protect Hana or maybe others as well from uh, it, <clears throat> the, the thing that the, that the, the viewers got so unnecessarily up in arms about was uh, we've already talked about it, a scripted moment. Like it wasn't something Hana did for real. It was scripted yeah. and she should have been protected from that. Yeah. And she it's, wasn't. Uh... Uh, yeah, newsflash yeah. to people out there. Most of the reality TV that you guys are so into is about 50% reality. <laughs> yeah. A lot of talking it is, about the reality, like where they're living together, stuff like that. Yeah, most reality of that stuff, competitions, but yeah. Um, but yeah, most of it is it's scripted for, you know, heightened drama, heightened responses from the audiences. Um, so yeah. People getting up in arms about that stuff, it it does it gets me sometimes. I'm just like, I don't yeah. why, why? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Anyway. And and um, Hana did in, uh inspire this podcast. And so yes. definitely wanted to to bring that up and mention that at the top of the show here. Yes, agreed. Uh let's move on to some SmackDown. Um we finally got the de- the debut of Zia Lee on SmackDown coming. To the aid of Naomi, of course, we had Naomi and Sonya finally supposed to have this one-on-one match. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm excited. Sonya's got this new ring gear. 
I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be awesome. And then we got a guest timekeeper, a guest uh, ring announcer in uh, Natalia and um, uh, uh, Shayna Baszler, respectively. And of course, they get involved. And we never, the match really never starts. No, it never um, officially starts. Um, as they go for the attack, and Naomi's kind of fending them off for a second, but then they get in the upper hand, and then out comes Zia Lee. Uh, some really cool stuff with the uh, augmented reality uh, with the lightning shooting out. Everything. Yeah. That was really, really cool. Uh, so I'm digging that. So it looks like we're going to get a team up here coming up. Um, but big question mark as to when Sonya will actually get in the ring again. Yeah, we speculated last week either that it may not happen here and it didn't. Yeah. Um, but man, what a debut. For yes. for Zia Lee, and it made perfect sense too. They've been promoting her as the protector, and so when her music hit, I kind of slapped my forehead and thought, "Oh, duh! Like this yeah. makes complete sense." Um, and she looked great. They can't figure out where to put Sasha though right now. Yeah, she's jumping Sasha's- back and forth between this and the Tony Charlotte stuff. Did you get? We got a, the backstage segment. We got Sasha, you know, hyping up Tony for her match against Charlotte, mm-hmm. and which was cool. Last- but- but the last two weeks, she's been involved with the Naomi stuff. Yeah, so it's like, uh, who knows? But if, yeah. if I mean, but if it does go to a three-on-three match with Sonya, uh, Shayna, and Natalia, Sasha can slot into there with Zaya yep. and Naomi. Yeah. Um, while we wait for final resolution between Charlotte and Tony. Mm-hmm. So we will have to wait and see. Uh, speaking of Charlotte and Tony, they did have a match. Um, and I, hmm, I, I think, I think WWE has failed Tony. I am agreeing with you at this point in time. Yes. Yeah. Cause this, uh, you have a championship contenders match. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlotte gets disqualified because she literally just beats the ever loving stuffing out of Tony. Yeah. How does Tony come out of this looking good? She doesn't No. I just, I, they're, I they're trying to get sympathy for her is what they're trying to do, but it, I think it's having a, the opposite effect. I think it's just making her look weak. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, she gets the win technically. So that gets her the match versus Charlotte uh, for the belt, which might be day one, who knows? Um, or it could just be an upcoming episode of SmackDown. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, just I, I don't like, like how they've done this. I, I think they've I think it's a big misstep. Yeah, she got disqualified for beating her up too bad. Yeah. <laughs> it really is what it yeah. And it doesn't do anything to help Tony. They haven't done much to help Tony since yeah. uh, she's been on the main roster. Uh, it's never it's never too late, but you, you, they gotta change gears here. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of times with baby faces, they, they should be pushing better. They're always fighting it. They put themselves in this hole and then they have to make this uphill battle to get them back to a point of being over without looking tremendously weak. Yeah. Like it just looks like now, you know, if Tony wins that, oh, is it a fluke? Right. Because she couldn't. She was nothing leading up to this. And then she gets a win. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I, I don't like what they're doing there, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. 
let's move on to uh, Impact Wrestling uh, from last week. And we had a mixed tag match. Uh, Mickey and Chris Saban. Uh, huh? Chris Saban, yes, uh, versus Deanna. And I can't remember what he goes by in Impact. Matthew Raywalt. Matthew Raywalt, yes. Yeah, he was Aiden English in WWE. Yes. Um, and I liked the match. I thought the match was really good. And Deanna ends up getting the pin on Mickey. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, this they're you know leading up to their rematch uh, coming up at their next pay per view uh, for the Impact Knockouts Championship. And uh, yeah, so I mean, this is good. Um, yeah. And like I say, we we talked about it. We kind of expect Deanna to probably regain her title, even more so now. We'll talk about why in a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, but yeah, but it was a fun match. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed what they put on here. It was a good mixed tag. Yeah, yeah, it, and it accomplished the goal of making Diana look strong against Mickey, who has dominated Diana up mm-hmm. to this point. So yeah, it accomplished what they set out to do. Pretty simple when you dedicate yourself to it. Yeah, um, a really fun match was also on this show, and that was Decay versus the inspiration and the influence and this was just nuts because it was you know this is a mixed intergender match basically because right. decay of course has black taurus and crazy steve uh, along with havoc and rosemary uh and then you have you know the inspiration and then you have uh the influence which is um going to forget names again uh madison rain and Tennille dashwood Tennille dashwood um and uh, i believe uh rosemary gets the pin on Tennille dashwood but from the get-go because they're like who's going to start the match and then like it looks like black taurus is going to start and all of them are scared on the other side like whoa hey hey yeah. back up and i mean this didn't go very long <laughs> so this is a pretty quick it's, match uh, actually it's about eight and a half minutes what it didn't feel like it it yeah, felt like it flew the, the bell rang before the commercial break, and so they went uh, through a commercial break. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, um, but yeah, so they end up uh, easily picking up the victory here. I don't think there was ever really a point in the match where I was like, "Yeah, there's not really a threat of of the influence or um, the inspiration winning." Right. Uh, so Decay wins pretty handily. Uh, guessing we're probably going to run back and have decay versus the inspiration again for the knockouts women's championships. Probably. Maybe that would be their third match um, for those titles, but I don't know, possibly, possibly, but uh, as we're going to talk about Gail Kim mm-hmm. um, talked about the newest member uh, or she's the newest member of the impact management team, right? She's the on-screen manager of the women's division yes which, which is, is awesome. fantastic yes fantastic get the okay back on my tv screen every week i'm in for it yeah and we had the first contracted match of lady frost on impact as well yes and afterwards of course she's back there saying she wants she knows she's the new person she wants into the ultimate x match and gail kim says you know what you're right and you're in <laughs> and so we get ultimate x which is stacked i love yes. this lineup oh my goodness we've got lady frost we've got uh chelsea green um let's see rosemary's jordan, in there yep jordan, jordan grace. grace um 
Rachel Ellering. Rachel Ellering and, and Tasha Steeles. Tasha Steeles. That I mean, that's that's going to rule. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's going to awesome, rule. awesome, awesome. Um, I, of course, sentimental favorite would love Rosemary to pick up this victory, but I don't think it's going to be for her. I, hmm, I don't know. This one it's a little early to tell. I want to see more of the weekly shows and kind of yeah. get a better sense. Yeah, it's it's too early to call yet. But it's going to be fun. I'm I'm it's going so to be great for this match. Yeah. Um, so really looking forward to what Impact's got coming up leading into their their next pay per view, which I believe is like the second week of January, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but let's jump over to Stardom, and we've got a preview for the Osaka Super Wars. I can't remember the last time I was this excited for any pay-per-view. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I feel like a kid. Like when I was excited for the WWF pay-per-views in the, in the eighties and nineties, I'm so pumped for this. Um, so we've got, all right. So the card it's, it's relatively, I mean, it's small, so to speak, it's five matches, but they're going to deliver on these matches. Um, first up, We've got a gauntlet match with Shuri taking on Lady C, Mai Sakurai, and Wakaskiyama. Shuri's going to win this. There's, I've never been more sure about anything in my entire life. <laughs> Shuri's going to win this gauntlet match. Um, this is to get her on the card and to get her an easy win. That's what this is because she's got her match coming up on the 29th against Utami for the red belt. Mm-hmm. So killing time here. All right. Then we get into the meat of this show. This is war between the units is what this is. So we've got a little mini tournament and it's, it's a mini tournament because it's only four units that are involved here. So we've got two round one matches and then a final Mm -hmm. The winner of each match gets 10 million yen. Um, And that I meant to do this before, um, but I'm going to do it now that would be ten thousand bucks. Um, Maybe I can't remember my conversions. Can't remember what the, what, what the it's about ninety thousand dollars. Ninety thousand. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ten million yen is about ninety thousand dollars. It's okay. eighty-seven it, right now. Exactly at this moment, it's eighty-seven thousand nine hundred seventy dollars and fifty cents. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's per match. So you win your first round match, you get ten million yen, and then you win the final, you also get ten million yen. All right. So here are the matches. First up, match one. We've got um, the artist of stardom titles on the line in this match as well. So wow. let's just add the stakes to it. We've got the champions from Donna Del Mondo, Micah, Himeka, and Natsupoi defending against Takumi Aroha, Rin Katakura, and Maria from the Marvelous promotion. So we've got uh, a unit from outside stardom participating in order to fill this out because the, the two units involved in the main event, not involved in this tournament. So we needed a fourth unit here. Um, I fully expect Donna Domondo to win that because I don't think the Artists of Stardom Championships are going to leave the promotion. Um, so if they win this match, though, <laughs> they also defend in the finals. Let's go. That means they defend in the finals as well. Yeah, that's actually a stipulation. So, like, what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> I don't know. 
match two, match two, Tim, we've got Mayu Watani, Hazuki and Kaguma, stars, against Cosmic Angels, Tom Nakano, Unagi Sayaka, and Mina Shirakawa. Just blow my mind, stardom. Oh, we've got Tom facing off with Mayu again, this time in, in, in trio's form. Mina's back. So I'm excited about that. Welcome back, Mina. My favorite incarnation of the Cosmic Angels. The, the best incarnation of stars that we can get right now. Hazuki's awesome. Kaguma is fantastic. She has the best splash from the top rope in wrestling. Um, frog or not. Uh, I don't know who's going to win this. I don't know, Tim. That's why it's so exciting. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, um, I'm... Uh, uh, Man, I just want to watch this show now. I just want to stop recording and make this show happen right now. Um, all right. So I don't know. I'm going to say, because Donna Domondo's winning, I don't even think it matters that Donna Domondo's winning. It doesn't help me at all here. I'm going to say stars. I'm going to say Mayu, Hazuki, and Kaguma advance. All right. So we advance to the finals of this little mini tournament. Assuming Donna Domondo have made it, it's for the Artists of Stardom Championships. It's for 10 million yen, and it's a ladder match. Ooh. It's a freaking ladder match. I've never seen a ladder match in stardom. I, I guess they probably had one at some point. I can't swear that they haven't. I've not heard about one, but this is going to be a, a two-team ladder match. I don't know what the stardom girls are going to do in a ladder match. I can't wait to see it. I don't know who's going to win. I'm going to say stars, but if stars win guess what they're the champions too so i there's so much <laughs> so much going on here i have no idea how to call this i'm just gonna say stars i'm just gonna say stars there's been there's been a tension between natsupoi and himeka lately so i'm gonna say that factors in and stars who hasn't had a title in a little while win that win the tournament and win those titles that's what i'm saying all right all right, but then doesn't end there. No, <laughs> we've got more, and we've got a main event that I can hardly stand to wait for. We've got Queen's Quest versus Oedo Tai. I don't think it's elimination. They're calling this now a captain's fall match, meaning you win by beating the team captain. Oh, oh God damn. All right, so that means that they either have to beat Momo or they have to beat Starlight. And whoever loses the fall leaves their unit and has to join the other unit that means it's going to be one of those two they're not going to get out of this they're not going to get out of it by having uh the last one eliminated be uh konami because she's leaving on the 29th anyway so what would that matter if she really leaves the tournament that yeah. leaves that unit for two weeks who cares no they're not taking a cheap way out here it's going to be momo or starlight period and if it's starlight tim she has to take her mask off Ah, there's so much going on on this show look yeah look they've taken the team matches and made it feel so freaking important that i'm more excited for this than i am my disney trip (laughs) i cannot wait to watch the show i don't know who's gonna win this that's part of the fun of it (sighs) oedo tai has won every one of these matches where if someone loses, they have to join the other unit. Um, at some point, they've got to lose one. But does Starlight really lose her mask? Yeah. I mean, 
logically, I would assume it has to still be an elimination style match because otherwise, why would you tag in either of the two captains? It it could be tornado rules. Well, I guess that's true. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe it is elimination, but it ends when you finally beat a captain. That's what. Yeah, I was saying it's still elimination, yeah. but if a captain takes a fall, it's over. It's over. It could be that, um, but it, it just it doesn't end until it's going to be a moment of starlight i mean that, yeah. that's just the way it's going to be it's going one to be of one them of is two. getting beat one of them is getting beat ends. yeah so uh yeah um starlight's been doing so great as a heel like she rocks it as a heel in oedo tai um it would be a huge change for momo but you know maybe it could do momo some good uh, starlight has made oedo tai interesting for me for really the first time since I've been watching and Momo would certainly do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, on a recent show. So they've got, they being stardom stardom does have a match on night two of the upcoming new Japan wrestle kingdom. Ah, okay. Um, and it's not a pre-show match. It's always been pre-show before they're on the card. Nice. Um, and so they did a thing after the end of their recent show on the 12th, where um, Rossi announced, Rossi Ogawa, the, the, the owner of Stardom, announced that it's going to be a tag match with one person from four of the five units. And so what they did is they pulled someone from each unit into the ring and they had straws. And the tips were, two of them were red, two of them were blue, one of them was uncolored. And if you get the uncolored one, your unit is not represented in this match. Okay. The two reds team up, the two blues team up. So first they had to decide that each unit had to decide who was going to represent them in this match. And so Shuri went first and drew the uncolored straw. So that's it. No Donna Domando in this match. Okay. Uh, by the way, I don't know how they faked this, by the way. Huh? I have no idea how, how they couldn't see the straws. How do they know which one they're picking? I have no idea. Um, so no Donna Domando. Um, Utami, who had just finished a match, um, wanted to represent, but then Sayakamatani came in and said, No, please let me do it. I want to wrestle at the Tokyo Dome. Please let me do it. And Utami said, I want to do it. <laughs> oh, and Sai was like, Please, please let me. And Utami said, All right, fine. Which led me to think Momo's still the leader of Queen's Quest. Why is Utami making this call? I know she's the champion, but this whole time Momo has still been presented as a leader of Queen's Quest. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, it could hand, just maybe, maybe it could just be me reading into it a little more. But you know, Tommy was the one that was out there. Tommy was the one that just finished a match, so maybe that's all it was. But Momo's still supposed to be the leader. So I did notice that it ended up, by the way, that it's going to be uh, Tom Nakano and Saya Kamatani who are uh, opponents at the yep. December 29th show <laughs> against Mayu and Starlight. And we know their history. Yep. So we have two teams who flat out hate each other <laughs> uh, going at it at New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom on night two. I don't know how much that costs or if you can just buy one night at a time. I know it's on Fight TV. Yeah, I'm not sure. Honestly, I'll look into it. If I can just buy that one night and it doesn't cost too much, I, I might do it to watch that match. But if I have to commit to all three and it's expensive, then I, I won't. But uh, that's uh, 
when January, early first week of January. Fourth, I believe so. I believe so. Like fourth, fifth, sixth, I think. I think so. Yeah, is when that is. So, but I'm ah, this Saturday. That's what I'm most excited for. It's at one thirty in the morning here on the East Coast, which is like the worst time. It's one of those again. It's it's too late to stay up and not go to bed, but it's too early to get up because I can't go to sleep before like eleven thirty or midnight. So I'm probably just going to get up on Saturday morning and watch. Because if I watch it and then try to go to sleep, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. I'm going to be too excited from whatever I just saw. You're going to be too amped up. Yeah. And so not have I'm, anybody to talk to about it because exactly. everybody's going to be asleep. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm just going to go to sleep like I would on Friday and then get up on Saturday and watch it and maybe try to find time to see Spider-Man again, too, while I'm at it. We'll see. Uh, but I can't wait for the show, Tim. This uh, is, I mean, it sounds awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, there's so much, so much on the line here and it's team-based matches. You can make team matches mean something mm-hmm. and that's what they've done here. I, I, Man, I, I'm so invested. I wish WWE would take note. Right. Uh, but yeah, so it looks awesome. Can't wait for Osaka Super Wars this weekend. Now with some of the more independent style women's wrestling promotions we had a couple of shows to go over uh mission pro had their silver bells show and you got to check that out uh give us some highlights uh yeah this was one interesting thing it's a women's promotion but they did have some men on the show oh okay Uh, in fact the pre-show match was just a men's tag match and then uh we also had uh two mixed tags and one intergender match um and i i i'm kind of torn on it a little bit as to whether i like that or if i wanted it to be all women at first i was like man i just wish it was all women but then i kind of appreciated the irony of it the tables being turned where the men's match gets dumped to the pre-show for a change <laughs> instead of the women's match true, getting dumped true. To the pre-show. i kind of like that and i know they don't see it that way right so you know if thunder rose is listening i i know that's not your intent uh, it just kind of, I, it occurred to me and I chuckled a little bit at it. Um, but man, this was solid. Like they, they, this was a solid, this was a three hour show. Like this was a real show. Um, and there was some good stuff on this show too. Um, for me, the best match, and I've already talked about it was, uh, a seven way match for a shot at, um holiday's mission pro championship holiday is the champion she successfully defended against black widow uh a name you won't see used on <laughs> wwe tv i promise um <laughs> they, they already had to pay for hulk for decades they're not going to pay for black widow too yeah um and it, this was a, a match of the year contender it was that good wow uh, and normally like matches with that many people aren't going to be that way but the way it started with two and then i thought it was going to be gauntlet match rules but it wasn't it was after so long certain interval somebody else came in and then it was elimination style um genocide eliminated three at once before the remaining three teamed up to eliminate genocide um it came down to la rosa negra and jasmine allure now la rosa negra i'm very familiar with i've seen her quite a bit Mm-hmm. Jasmine Allure was new to me. If she hangs in there, both of them, really, they're going to be stars. Both of them going to be stars on the national stage if they hang in there. Because their closing segment went a while. And it was 
it was excellent. It was dramatic. It was unpredictable. Couldn't tell who was going to win. Jasmine Allure is a tremendous heel. And La Rosa Negra, easy to pull for. And she is the one that got the win. La Rosa Negra got the win and will be challenging Holodead at some point. I guess the next show, maybe, which is uh, January 29th. Um, I don't know that. I mean, I know that's when the show is, but I don't know that that match will happen there. But when else would it happen, right? I mean, yeah, true. There you go. Yeah. Um, So that match was excellent and worth watching uh, just for that match, the show. The Renegade Twins, who we recently saw in Ladies Night Out, they were also in action. They're the champions of Mission Pro as well, tag champions. And uh, they successfully defended against Heather Monroe and Ray Lynn. That was pretty solid. A couple of names we're familiar with, Maddie Rinkowski and Lady Frost, one-on-one. Maddie, we've seen, I'm I'm starting to see so many different places that I'm losing track of where I've seen people, but she's either been NXT or AEW. Do you remember off the top of your head which one she's Unfortunately not. I want to say it's AEW. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I'm thinking AEW, but it could have been NXT. Um, This was a different Maddie Rinkowski. Um, she kind of playing heel here and actually made Lady Frost tap out. Yeah, I did yeah. see it. Saw highlights of this. Yeah. Uh, and I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Right. Yeah. I was also surprised. I, I thought Lady Frost was going to win. Um, but no, Maddie gets the tap out victory over Lady Frost here. And it was pretty solid. Uh, we, one of the mixed tags was Mighty Myra and JP Harlow taking on Thunder Rosa and her surrogate son, Anakin Rosa. And so this was his debut. And uh, it went long, 17 and a half minutes. So this was a, a, a they had plenty of time to, to do their thing. And it was, it was not bad. Uh, you can tell Anakin's new that it's his first match. Like you can tell, but for being a first match, he did all right. Um, and of course they won. Thunder, <laughs> you, you know, you're not going to lose if it's your promotion, you're not going to book you and your son to lose his first match. That's true. And I don't, I don't, blame, I don't, I don't blame you for that. I wouldn't either. Um, but yeah, a good, a good uh, spotlight there on Anakin Rosa. Uh, I got to think that's a Star Wars reference, right? I mean, like, where else are you going to get Anakin from? I've only ever heard it in Star Wars. So right. I guess. I, it's Thunder Rosa. I mean, she didn't give birth to him uh she she just kind of gotten to know him and has taken him taken him in as her son in a similar way that i've done with my student that i've talked about on here before who's become like my daughter um so i don't know i don't know if anakin's his real name or what but interesting choice yeah you hear anakin you're gonna think star wars uh but then the main event was holiday defending against black widow uh, this one also went pretty long, 19 minutes and change. And Holiday getting the win. She is the Mission Pro champion, which I didn't realize until I watched this show. Um, but she will be defending against La Rosa Negra coming up soon, I guess. Uh, late January would be my my supposition. Yeah, and interesting because Holiday, of course, has another championship match coming up. Yes, on the last episode of Ring of Honor TV, at least for the time being. Yeah, uh, which we'll get to that here in just a bit. Uh, that's awesome for Mission Pro, though. That's that's yeah. Awesome. Sounds like a really good show. Yeah. Uh, we also had Shine Seventy over we the did. weekend. Oh my goodness! So much wrestling. Yes, there was a lot of wrestling. Uh, so I'm not going to hit every single match here. Um, I will. It started out with Tracy Nix versus Catalina Perez, and I remember before 
on Shine 69, talking about Tracy Nix's match she had, and that it was kind of rough in spots. And this was much better. So maybe it was just an off night for Tracy Nix or something, but this was much better. Tracy Nix did get a fairly quick win in six minutes and, and a few seconds. But I wanted to, to mention that because I was a little rough on Tracy Nix the last time, but this was this was not bad. Um, we saw Ashley uh, D'Ambrose, who had been the night before in that big seven-way match. Oh, yeah. And she, she took on uh, Tina San Antonio, who we saw later in the week on AEW, either Dark or Dark Elevation. So people showing up in different places within the same week here. Uh, I thought Tina San Antonio had been around a long time. She was on the very first Shine. She was on Shine 1. Wow. Um, and this was her return. And she lost to Ashley D'Ambrose, which I didn't see coming, got to say. Um, so, yeah, we had uh, Renee Michelle taking on Layla Gray. Layla Gray, I've seen on Twitter, but I'd not actually seen her wrestle. And she's pretty good, too. Renee Michelle, I think people might be familiar with. She's been around. Uh, it, I thought Layla Gray was going to win this, and Renee Michelle won this. So I'm horrible at my shine predictions. Let me tell you that. <laughs> um, I got to get to know kind of where everybody fits in a little better before I can get accurate with my predictions here. Uh, defending the Nova Championship, the Wode, Wode, the, the Wode against Santana Garrett. So Ooh. pretty, pretty big match here. This yeah. was led, uh, built last time at Shine sixty nine. They kind of uh, did an angle that led to this match here. Santana Garrett won by disqualification. Okay. Or count out. It was one of the two. But she didn't win the title. So the Wode is still the Nova champion. Santana Garrett got her win. I remember the Wode last time lost by disqualification or count out as well. I believe so, yes. Yeah. So it'd be nice to see her get some wins in these title defenses. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was nice to see Santana Garrett get a win after her AEW Dark appearance a few weeks ago, though. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty good match there. Um, we had, uh, we had Devlin. Okay. Normally we would pronounce this macabre, but they pronounced it something it's spelled like macabre, but it's pronounced phonetically like macabre or macabre or something like that. Okay. I forgot how they said it, uh, against Tiffany Nieves and then Megan Bain just kind of strolls out and interrupts their match and challenges them to a handicap match. And the two matches together only took five and a half minutes. I counted them as one because the first match never had a bell to end. Okay. Um, but the second match had a bell to start. So I didn't know how to do that. So I just counted it as one big match. Um, but Megan Bain gets, gets the win there. Um, Tiffany Nieves uh, gave us a, a like and a retweet. So I uh, wanted to make sure I mentioned that. We appreciate that. She's new too. I think the last time was her first her first match with Sunshine 69. Ah, okay. um, but I wouldn't have known it here. I mean, she did fine. Short, you know, short. But she didn't look like she didn't belong. So not bad. Um, we had the Hex defending their titles against Chelsea Durden and Erica Torres. And they were successful. So Marty Bell and Allison Kay, still still champions. And then the main event, the big one. The return match, Natalia Markova defending the Shine Championship against Ivelisse Velez. And Ivelisse wins that title back uh, in 14 minutes and 22 seconds, becoming the four-time Shine champion. Um, 
had some help from the Wode. Wode. The Wode. Comes One out. eyed and six eyed, baby. Yeah. Uh, um, so we've got something going on there. I still am suspicious that Natalia Markova wasn't supposed to win the title last time. I still think that was a referee counting to three when he was supposed to count to two. Um, I don't know, but that's what it looked like at the time. And the fact that Ivelisse already won that title back kind of backs that up, I think, supports that theory. Um, Almost like she never should have lost it to begin with. But hey, it gives her another title reign. So can't complain too much about that but that was a solid match uh, it was a solid show top to bottom nothing to complain about really i'm still just getting to know a lot of these performers and like i said trying to figure out who fits where on the roster right now so i'll get there eventually excellent excellent um jumping over to nwa of course we've talked about how you know mickey and Kier had this great match and you know the camaraderie they had afterward the mentor the student kind of thing, but this week buttonheads a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. As you said, they, they had a tag title match against the hex. Mm-hmm. Allison K. Marty Bell. Um, and yeah. So what, what went down? How, wh- why are they buttonheads? What happened? Uh, it was a solid match and uh, Mickey and Kira were in control and were looking pretty good to maybe win the match. And, Mickey suggested they both go up for a double drop kick, double flying drop kick, missile drop kick, whatever you want to call it, but, you know, to, to adjacent corners, and it backfired. And as a result, Allison Kay gets the pin on Kiera Hogan. Um, and after the match, Kiera was kind of not happy with Mickey, saying it was your idea to do that move. Like, I didn't really want to do that move. I wanted to do something else, and maybe we would have won if that hadn't happened. And Looks like they're building to maybe another another match between the two. Which I won't be mad at. I'll nope. take it. Yeah, for sure. One was amazing, so I will gladly be happy if they run that back. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if maybe the student becomes the teacher this time. Maybe we get a different result. As much as I love yeah. Mickey, I'd like to see Kiara get built up for some bigger and better things. And it kind of feels like that's where it might be headed. Because it would be Mickey's third straight win over Kiera if she won again. And, you know, if they time it to do it after Deanna hypothetically wins the Impact title back, then it wouldn't be so bad because Mickey wouldn't be a champion of another promotion. True. So maybe if they if they do it after that, and I, I don't see them doing it before that because that would be within the next like two weeks. Yeah. Um, so... I, I, I feel like that's where they're going with it. And I think it'd do uh, a lot for Kiera. It would do a lot. I mean, to beat Mickey James one-on-one, yeah, of course, it would do a lot for Kiera. Mm-hmm. And I think Mickey, um, from what we've seen and in interviews and everything else, sh- she understands the business. She's a fan yeah. of the business. And she knows for the business to have a future, you have to put over future stars. Yes. You have to use your clout to get other people over. And she knows that. That's why yeah. I fully expect that this third matchup will probably be Kiera finally grabbing that brass ring, so to speak, and getting the victory over her idol, her, you know, Mm -hmm. the person that she's uh, patterned a lot of her career after so far. So, and it works better than Kiera just winning the first match. Yeah. Because uh, would that really make sense anyway? Yeah. It it makes more sense to have Kiera learn from the losses. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then get the win. So yeah, really excited to see uh, where that leads. And uh, like I say, hopefully looks like a third match between the two. Uh, let's uh, talk about a, a bittersweet moment in wrestling and another show that happened this weekend. And that is ring of honor final battle. Um, final ring of honor pay-per-view maybe ever. We don't know. Maybe hope not. Well, hopefully not, but uh, it it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, of course I, I did not get to see the kickoff show, which is a trios match, which I'll let you yeah. talk about. Yeah, it was um, good stuff. You know, I was excited for it. It was Miranda Alizé, who I love. She's one of my favorite wrestlers, teaming up with uh, the Allure, Angelina Love and Mandy Leon against uh, Chelsea Green and the Hex, who we keep talking about. The Hex was everywhere. This yeah, they're everywhere this week. Yeah. Um, it didn't go as long as I would have liked. It was just under seven minutes. But Miranda and the Allure get the win over Chelsea and the Hex with Mandy Leon getting the pin over Marty Bell. Um, I wouldn't have thought Mandy Leon would be the one to get the pin, but she's been around a long time though. Yeah. And she, she has some pedigree and she has some stature. And so uh, I'm just a Miranda Alizé fan. That's all. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I, I don't know where Miranda's going to land. I mean, we've, we've, the hex is fine already. Chelsea green. She's everywhere too. Mm-hmm. Um, the other three, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to land, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing them wherever they are, especially Miranda. Miranda, by the way, does have a match this weekend on the title, net, title match network um, against Lady Frost. Hey, so that's okay. on Saturday night. And uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. I might as well cover it next week. Why sure. Not? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, the, for us, the main event uh, for ring of honor final battle, of course, was uh Roxy defending her title against Willow and I freaking loved this match. I did too. I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was I I love Willow studying the tape and having yeah. a counter for everything that Roxy did in the beginning. Yep. That was so awesome and refreshing to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see this kind of um smart wrestling mm-hmm. a lot anymore right um and this was really really good like when roxy went to do the cartwheel over and she just grabbed her arm and yanked it yeah that was amazing yeah it was so good i i like say I, I loved every bit of this match yeah um of course roxy retains her belt in the end yeah yep. but a wonderful showing from willow Yes, I tell you what, the fans. I was kind of surprised Roxy getting booze. I didn't. The bell. I didn't like that at all. Cheer for Willow if you want Willow to win, but there is no reason to be booing Roxy. I agree. I agree. And they're just booing because they wanted Willow to win. I get it, but uh, but yes, it might be they 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 might be kind of revolting too because she's so young and she got the title and she's undefeated. And it might be some of that, but could be. <sighs> this makes her ten yeah. and zero. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, but I mean, hats off to both of these ladies on yeah. this final Ring of Honor show. Like we say, Roxy is going on to defend her title against Holiday. Yeah, uh, coming up on the final Ring of Honor, I guess TV show. Yep, on Christmas Day. Christmas Day, um, we saw Roxy and Willow go at it again in a tag match this week. 
on uh, Women's Division Wednesday. Oh, that's true. Yes. As Roxy teamed up with Quinn McKay against Willow and Holodet. Ah, so, yes. Holodet's all over the place, too. Um, some of these I'm getting to know very well, very quickly. And then others are just making periodic appearances and I'm having more trouble figuring out who they are. Um, but this was good. And surprisingly, Quinn McKay getting the pin on Willow here. Um, ah. So, uh, yeah. And it sounded like we may not have a women's division Wednesday next week. Cause they were talking about how, if this is the last one, thank you for everything. Um, so yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's starting to kind of hit home a little bit and it's, it's feeling sad here. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're, we have a sense for where Roxy might be going, but, and Holiday is fine. She's over a mission pro. I don't know about Quinn McKay and I don't know about Willow. Willow is another one with a lot of potential. She could be really big somewhere. I hope she makes the right choice. I don't want to see her getting squashed on dark and dark elevation. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, after the match between Willow and Roxy, we get uh, Deanna yes. Perazzo. Yeah. The Virtuosa comes out, uh, of course, sporting her uh, AAA women's title. Right. Um, which I don't want to butcher the name, so I'm not going to attempt whatever the name of that title is. <laughs> uh, Reina, de, de, uh, Reina de las Reinas. Yes, I think that's it. Queen of the Queens. Uh, yes. Uh, and she comes out and says, uh, you know, you've got something that uh, I've always thought was mine, referring to the Ring of Honor title. And uh, she says, you know, I, you say you wanted, you're a fighting champion anytime, any place, anywhere. Well, I've got, or anybody, I said, I've, I've got the person, I've got the, the place. Do you have the time? And of course, she says, you know, after she eventually beats Mickey James for the uh, knockouts championship, uh, at, which we, why would she say she's going to lose it? Right. Uh, <laughs> after she wins that, she'll have a spot for Roxy to wrestle her winner take all. That's interesting. It is. It's keeping the Ring of Honor Women's Championship going, which is now, good. Now, the question is, is this going to take place in Impact? Or in AAA? Well, if it's the Impact Championship, I'd say it'd be on Impact. But she says winner take all for all the belts. Oh, I didn't even think that she was talking about AAA, but maybe she was. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it could take place. I mean, more likely, I would say Impact would be where you would go. And I think Roxy <sighs> would be a great addition to the Impact please, roster. Please don't make me pay money to watch AAA. <laughs> Uh, paying so much to watch so much as it is i know right um but but yeah so uh really looking forward to that um a lot of comparisons being drawn between roxy and diana uh some of it i think is just because of the aesthetic the look uh, Mm -hmm. that they have but i I think they're they would complement each other very well in the ring Oh yeah, As it would well. be excellent. Yeah, I I can't wait for that. It's going to be great, and you can just see it in Roxy. Like she's so smiley and so sweet, and then she gets in the ring, and something just clicks, and you see her whole demeanor change, and she just looks so focused, and she knows what she's doing in there. It just comes so naturally to her. It's why they call her the prodigy, mm-hmm. and she's so good at what she does. And yeah, again, I don't want to see her being jobbed out on dark or or 
not being used on the main roster of SmackDown. Like, I want to see her go somewhere where we're going to get to see her regularly. Yes. Uh, but yes, definitely looking forward to the Prodigy versus the Virtuosa coming sometime. Sometime. <laughs> sometime in the new year. We're going to get that match. It's going to be awesome. Uh, again, hats off to the entire uh, Ring of Honor crew and performers, men, women, everything. Uh, it was a hell of a show, top to bottom, uh, for everything. Uh, and I think a great kind of final pay-per-view send-off for them. Uh, yeah. I was really impressed with the show. Uh, and like I say, hopefully they will be back. And this is hopefully the last that we see of Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, let's move on to... By the way, we will cover that match between Roxy and Holiday. Yes, yes, we yeah. will. So we'll, we're not done talking about Ring of Honor quite no. yet. No, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Um, let's move to 205 Live, and we got a debut mm-hmm. of Lash Legend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's been uh, talking a lot backstage. She's got her, uh, uh, what, what's she called the segment? I was trying to think of it while you were talking, and I can't. Uh, yeah, I love the segment. I think it's great. It's a play on her name. I just don't remember. Yeah. Lashing out. Yes, that's it. Lashing that's out. It. With Lash Legend, yeah. Yes. Uh, but now, she she made her uh, in-ring debut on 205 Live against Amari Miller. Ah. Uh, didn't go long, about three and a half minutes. Um, I like Amari Miller. She's she's growing on me. They put her on TV quite a bit. She's on 205 Live a lot. She was on NXT this week as well. She did not um, have a good week. <laughs> she didn't have a good week. She loses a lot. <laughs> um. But she's got a lot of personality, and I, I, I think if she hangs in there. I think things will turn around for her at some point. Um, but it was uh, Lash Legends time on 205 Live, and she's getting comparisons, at least from an athletic sense, to Bianca Belair. Um, we'll see if she can measure up to those, because that's a lot to measure up to. Yes. But uh, it was a, a pretty solid debut in the ring for Lash Legend, I thought. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I... I... I, I did not get to catch the 205 live match, but I am interested because her personality is great. I love mm-hmm. everything she's done with lashing out. Um, so if she can complement that with some, some good in-ring performance, uh, that could be the total package. Yeah. So I am yeah. excited for that. Um, Amari did lose to Ivy Nile, which is Ivy Nile on NXT on, on NXT um, in three minutes, 43 seconds. She, she having trouble cracking that four minute mark is Amari yes. Miller. Yeah. Uh, we also had Cora Jade taking on Dakota Kai on NXT. Uh, I like this match too. I thought this was really good. I like yep. the Cora Jade push. Yeah. I like that they're giving that to her. She gets the victory over Dakota. Um, and yeah. So, I mean, and of course, we get uh, Toxic Attraction coming down afterwards and some, some, some conversation. Did, did, was it a beat down? Did they beat her down? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember that. And oh, is that you or me? <laughs> no, you're, we're, we're good. Okay. All right. Tim's computer wanted to restart, by the way, I folks. Said, no. <laughs> we ain't I, done. <laughs> I started to panic. I didn't know who it was. Um, uh, no, I don't remember a beat down, but uh, Raquel came out. Oh, that's Raquel, right. Raquel made the save. Raquel made yeah. the save. Right, yeah. right. And I did like that Cora, like I said last week, did not seem shocked that she won this time. Yes. 
she got the victory was feeling confident mm-hmm. and we're obviously move going towards a Cora versus Mandy for the title mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Um, uh, but again, I, I, I think Mandy retains. I, I think so too. I don't think, I think so too. They can do it in a way that protects Cora. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe Cora eventually is the person that dethrones Mandy. That could mm-hmm. be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really liking what they're doing with Cora Jade. And of course, I'm loving Toxic Attraction as that kind of top female stable kind of right. ruling NXT. I think that's great. I love the side story with Dakota and Raquel. We're getting that's going to be continuing still. Uh, um, this week, we have a, a match between the two. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. And it, it's a street fight. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be hard hitting, I feel. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, should, should be really good. Um, speaking of former NXT women's performers, one of them who was recently released this year uh, showed up in AEW. Mm-hmm. Taking on Chris Statlander was Marina Shafir. And yeah. uh, of course, Statlander getting the victory, but yeah, this was on dark. And mm-hmm. this was finally the kind of match I've been looking for from these people that have been in other promotions, but are making, uh, or I don't know if they're, she made the leap to AEW, but made an appearance and is at least testing the waters. This was competitive. Yeah, this is a competitive match. It went over six minutes on dark. Couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> and then there was a tag match: Riho and Rio Mizunami against Emi Sak- Sakura and Mesa that went over seven on dark. What's Look happening? That. <laughs> it's it's like they're listening to us, except that Jade and Valentina Rossi went one minute and nine seconds. Um, but anyway, back to my point. My point was Marina Shafir had been with. WWE slash NXT, she had some name value. People know who she is if they follow wrestling enough. And so don't just toss that out with the bathwater. Like now she's having a match on AEW. She doesn't need to win and she didn't. And that was fine, but it was competitive. And I tell you, there was a moment where I started to question if she might win. So this was good. This was, this was what I want out of these types of matches with, you know, Willow and and um trisha dora and they should have had those competitive matches that went six or seven minutes before losing instead of just being beaten up like they're nothing um so this was good and hopefully it signals some sort of change in the booking philosophy of these matches with these women on dark i agree um moving on to dynamite we did have the rubber match Match number three between Sheeta and Serena Deeb. And uh, loved this. Thought it was great. Uh, Sheeta picking up the win uh, with that awesome kind of bridging spider su- uh, pin suplex thing. He looked really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Sheeta gets the victory, but I, I, I don't think they're done. I think we're going to, I think this program is going to last. Still? I think, I think we're going to get more. What makes you what makes you say that? I mean, a every time they've gotten in the ring, it's been gold, right? Um, and I don't know that there's anything else for these two right now. Mm-hmm. 
So why not let them keep running it back? Yeah, yeah. people complain about rematches, though. They do. I'm not. If, if it's well, good, if it's good <laughs> wrestling, I'm not going to complain. Right. Well, that's me and you. True. <laughs> that we, I haven't seen... read any real big complaints about, you know, them going three matches online. Yeah. So I don't know. If they go four and five, though, I don't know. If, yeah, like, again, knows? I'd be I'd be fine with it. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I just I just wonder. It felt like they were referring to it as the rubber match, so it kind of felt like the end for and now. It could be. It could yeah. be. Plus, there have been a lot of rumors swirling that we may get a reunion with CM Punk and Serena Deep. Ah, that would that would be fun. Which would be interesting. I would be I'd be very interested to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and too bad, old. Uh, Luke is over in Impact. Yeah, of course he gets loaned out a lot <laughs> to, yeah. to AEW. Uh, but their deal is done for right now. Yeah, for right now it's done. Yeah. So, um, but you never know in the future. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, interesting to see. But it was a great match. Loved it. Uh, of course, we're still waiting. Obviously, beginning of the year, probably before we get to our um, crowning of the TBS champion. Yeah, this week on Rampage we have a submission match. Yes, now this I am looking forward to. We're getting Ty or Tay Ty Ty Conti uh, versus um, Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford. Yeah, submission match. Interesting. That's I, interesting. Yeah, I don't know the last time that I have seen a women's submission match. Um, I feel I feel like I feel Natalia was involved in one in WWE yeah. at one point, and I, I feel like there have been one or two, but maybe I, even I, against Charlotte. May maybe, but still, yeah. Um, I am interested to see where they go through because I, I I think uh, Ty Conti has so much potential and yeah, um, is doing phenomenal in AEW. Maybe mm-hmm. even is the person to eventually dethrone Britt Baker. Could be. Um, so I'm I'm very interested to see uh, this match on Rampage. So looking yeah. forward to that. Um, Let's jump over to Raw as we begin to wrap things up here. And uh, Bianca versus Dewdrop continues. Yeah, this is one that is still going, for sure. <laughs> it's still going. Uh, we, we, I, I, I tell you what, I do like we did get a pinfall in this match. We did. A definitive winner in this match. Doesn't mean the feud is over, and it most right. certainly isn't. But I thought this was great. Bianca, of course, picking up the victory. Um over Dewdrop, but then Dewdrop, I think, come back out and beating her up at the very end. Yeah, she appeared from behind her like she was Doctor Strange or something. Like, I thought she was still in the ring. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how I missed that. And suddenly she runs from behind her, and I'm totally confused. I don't know what's going on. Are there two Dewdrops? Wait, is there a Dewdrop and a Piper Niven? <laughs> like, what's going on? Twin magic! Twin magic! <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, so, and I say, I like I like that this feud is continuing, is, is going to keep going, because, again, two really good performers in the ring that complement each other well, give you great matches, no title involved. Perfect. Right. Yeah, Perfect. and they, are, they do work well together. Yes. It's a good dynamic. It, and I mentioned to you before we start recording, doesn't look like the Dewdrop name's going anywhere, because she got yeah. new music with Dewdrop all over the lyrics. Yep. Mm. I just, so uh, Even though, even though... WWE apparently uh, got the trademark on Piper Niven, but maybe it's just, you know, just in case. 
Uh, that or maybe, maybe before they decided to switch back to possibly going back to Piper Niven, they had already contracted somebody to make the do drop music. And they were like, well, we can't exactly use this for anyone else. <laughs> right. So let's at least get our money out of it and use it a couple of times. Maybe, maybe. Maybe sell a few of uh, of the song on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, right, money. right. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to that continuing. Okay. <laughs> You've said it a couple of times. Just total dominance. Nerves. Total dominance. Oh my god! All <laughs> oh, the problems I have with all of this. <laughs> all of this. Um, I don't have a problem with them exploring the the Nikki character and figuring out what she's going to do. Right. Um, and Nikki is playing that to perfection, being the kind of sullen, depressed. I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing. And then Rhea's trying to cheer up. And I like Rhea's kind of pep talk to her. It's like, I want the Nikki that you were. I, you know, I never thought of you as a liability. I like the fire you had. You know, that's the Nikki I want back. That's my tag team partner. You won money in the bank. One money in the bank. Yeah, you know, this is, won the championship, beat Charles Flair. So, I mean, come on. Um, And then, Rhea goes out for a match with Queen Zelina mm-hmm. and loses in 50 seconds. Now, uh, I don't have a problem with her losing because of a distraction because it furthers the storyline with Nikki. Mm-hmm. This is a and this is the systemic problem with the um, crutch that WWE uses with the surprise roll up. It's 50 seconds into the match. Rhea is two and a half times the size of Zelina Vega. There is no way, even if she caught her by surprise, that that roll-up should end up in a three count. Certainly not at 50 seconds. Not that early. Yeah. Maybe she was exhausted at the end of a match. Maybe, but come on. Yeah. This is just horrible booking, thoughtless booking. Uh, by WWE, not that I expect. Why? Why not any different? While everyone's distracted, why not hit her over the head with the scepter? Yeah, let there be a reason that that early in the match she wouldn't kick out of being rolled up. Right. It's like, come on. You could still do it. Like you could still get the quick win, and yeah, like, without making Rhea look like suddenly she's like, easy Nick, to beat. Nikki causes a distraction inadvertently, and then boom, scepter, something. Mm-hmm. roll up pin i'm right. fine with that but this made Rhea look terrible it did terrible this is i just mm, did i yeah or made queen Zelina look like the greatest wrestler of all time yeah it's like i, I know those are, to Zelina. those are the I love Zelina Vega. yeah i mean the character yeah, yeah the character is great but come on this yeah this is this is a dud this is a dud for me yeah total dud um Give <laughs> me something that I just couldn't stop laughing at. <laughs> right. Let's move on to Dana Brooke and the 24-7 title. And Reggie trying to throw his play a play a card down. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like he's uh he's simping on Dana just a little bit. A little bit. Uh and I love <laughs> I love Santa Truth. And um or was he Santa or was he a tree? <laughs> I can't um well um one of them was santa one of them was a tree yeah i, I think our truth was santa 
Okay. And then, uh, and yeah, the tree was Akira. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Reggie's like, hey, hey, you know, we're not here for all that. <laughs> you know, he, and it looks like Reggie's trying to be a gentleman and everything. And then you get Tamina, who's trying to sneak up on Dana. We get a little bit of an altercation. And then we had this mound of snow that Dana and Reggie jump over, but apparently is a force field that no one else can right. get over. <laughs> right. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> But in a good way. It was entertaining as all get out, which it is I, which is the point of this championship. We can't take it all too seriously. Yeah, like this is intended for you to laugh at, right? For it to be funny, for it not right. to make a lot of sense, right? And it's perfect for Reggie, and it's why I love Reggie. He's so good at this sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, interesting, but I like that. You know, this is kind of spotlighting for Tamina and Dana. Mm-hmm. to have interactions which is great and maybe they'll draw some of the other females in for this mm-hmm. as well i also um, like that reggie's apparently trying to teach dana a little parkour type stuff yeah like and, she didn't do the full somersault off the mound of snow but she did like a little thing yeah um but i mean and and dana is very athletic she's you know she mm-hmm. does that like uh, that flip that yeah. she does is is super impressive the hands-free yeah. yeah yeah that's the point that's the point of that too and they make it both of them make it look so easy that's terrifying like i if i tried that i would literally be dead literally i would follow my head and break my neck and that would be the end of me <laughs> so don't do it uh, 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 okay okay well okay you took that the I, I thought you'd take that the other way. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> I don't want you to die. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, how would you do the show? <laughs> By myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to do a rundown sheet. You won't, you're going to do that. I would just free will everything. You know me. <laughs> um, be 60 minutes of me trying to remember people's names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was that guy that used to host a show with me? Oh, dang it. <laughs> uh, Stefan, <laughs> Stefan Urkel, Stefan Urkel. That's exactly what I thought about. You can tell. You can tell the age we grew up in. Yes, yes. Uh, let's. Uh, we'll wrap things up. We got Becky versus Liv being set for day one. Yeah. Um. Again, not what I wanted because I really wanted that Rumble moment. Not that we still can't get that. I was going to say it could still happen that way. But I hate to see this go and live take another loss. Yeah. That's yeah. the part that I don't want to happen. Because again, much like what we saw with Charlotte and Tony, it just makes live look worse and worse and worse. Depending on how you do the loss, though. If it's just a dominant win from Becky, yeah. But if she somehow cheats again or something like that. True. And it just further drives home the point that Becky doesn't think she can beat Liv, but now she has beaten her twice. She's like, no, you don't get another shot. That could be the key to the rumble. That's true. That's true. So yeah, I, I we hold out hope, hold out hope yeah. that we get that. Um, but I did like the uh, interaction between these two. Yeah. I, I would prefer a live loss here and then a rumble win for Liv to live winning here and then just losing the belt back at the rumble or something. That's true. That's true. Um, now the kind of thing that kind of throws things into question for the rumble is I think we are going to get Bailey 
she even said in an interview that she's really close to being ready to come back. She said she'd be back soon, I think. Yep. She said she'd be back soon. What's soon, though? You know, true. That's so vague. And it could be, and that could be used to drum up speculation for the right, of course. Um, There's even if she's back, I don't think she's winning the Rumble. I just don't see Bailey winning the Rumble. Mm, I mean, I could. I I could definitely see her win it. Um, But then there's also. It was came out that it looks like uh, Alexa is close to returning as well. Alexa she Bliss. she teased something on Twitter. I did see her do that. So again, they're just teases, and again, we don't right. know when. Right. They could mean they're going to be back by Mania. We don't know. We right. don't know. Um, but Rumble is the official kind of kickoff to the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you never know. Um, and I still don't like someone coming back and winning the Rumble when you've got people that have been there, even if they've been out for injuries, or whatever. You still have people like Liv that have been there all year jockeying for their spot, fighting for their spot. And then just to have someone come back who's been gone all year and take it. Uh, now, again, a, I don't disagree with you on that at all. Yeah. But I also remember who's calling the shot. Yeah. 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 And no, I, I understand what he wants is the biggest box office he can get. Right what he thinks the biggest match is and if it comes to that i think that puts if she returns a big point in bailey's favor it, it, could, it could you know what they need to do they need to release a new live morgan shirt because they haven't they need a new live shirt see how that sucker sells that's sells. true because the fans have been very very pro live so yeah. um that that would be you know merchandise is usually a big indicator for mcmahon and that's maybe we need some new merchandise for live so yeah, you can see the fans want to see it. Yeah, because uh, we definitely do. They're, we're clamoring yes. for it. Yep. Please, uh, I'm going to be Batista in this, and give me what I give me what I want. Yeah. <laughs> give me what I want. <laughs> uh, yes. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. So that yeah, that's that was pretty much our rundown for the week. Of course, we have to do our May Young Give Him a Hand Awards for the week. Thank you so much. Thank you, May. And uh, we got to start off with match of the week. What do you got? Roxy and Willow. Mm. Fantastic story. And it was it was everything you said where Willow had watched the tapes ahead of time and really studied up on Roxy. But it was also something different for Roxy. She'd never been in that position before. She had always been the dominant one that her opponents had to figure out. And now it was the other way around. And that just added another element to it. So when I talk about how the women put in, in general, you know, exceptions on both sides, but in general, the women put more thought into the stories of their matches. That's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. And it was also like the uh, trios match a little shorter than I would have liked. It was just under 10 minutes. Yeah. I think both women's matches should have gotten more time, especially considering the fact that it might be the last bring of honor pay-per-view ever. Um, I would have liked to seen it go 15 or so, but even being just under 10 minutes, I, for me, still my favorite match of the week. And I'm going to agree. I absolutely loved that match from top to bottom. Again, like you say, Roxy always comes out as kind of being the dominant one. Her opponent has to figure it out. Watching her have to figure something out, her overcome and figure out a new approach was really cool. I really like yeah. that part of the st- storytelling. So, yes, I agree. Match of the week goes to Roxy and Willow at Ring of Honor Final Battle. Who is your performer of the week? 
broken record, but it's going to Roxy. She mm. defended her title. She won a tag match. She got that big challenge from Deanna Perrazzo. Big week for Roxy. Um, and I probably spent more time reflecting on her performances and her stories than I did anybody else this week. So Roxy was uh, my favorite of the week. And I'm not going to disagree there either. I think Roxy definitely takes it. She had uh, just one of the, again, the match I, I could gush on for, I mean, it was a nine minute match and I could still talk about it for yeah. an hour. Well, um, it, it was quality over quantity is what it yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think she definitely gets it and deserves it this week. Um, yeah. Favorite moment. That Xylee debut, especially that entrance. It was so freaking cool. And yes. she she came across like just a badass, like she's a protector and she's going to protect some people. She's going to protect that ass. That's what <laughs> she's going to do. And I believed it. And yeah, uh, just an amazing, amazing debut on the main roster for Xylee. And I hope they run with it. Yes, please don't screw this up, WWE. Mm-hmm. Please, please. Uh, for me, it is the ridiculousness that was Decay versus the inspirational influence. <laughs> that match top to bottom, I just enjoyed from an entertainment value. It, it was a character showcase for sure. Yes, and it was amazing. And of course, I have so much love for Rosemary. So yeah, have to have to give that to them for me for the moment of the week. Uh, that's the we, show. We, we didn't mention that. I do want to mention there was a scary moment this week. I sent it to you. Yes, uh, Tom Nakano, man, she could have gotten seriously hurt. That was um, a scary, scary spot. Yeah, um, she was teaming up with Utami, and uh, they were going for a spot where Utami, she she put her foot in Utami's hands, and Utami was going to launch her backwards, backwards for Utami, so over Utami's head, over the top rope, um, and didn't go well. No, As she she launched and Tom went straight up instead of up and out and came down. Her thighs came down on the top rope, which uh, flipped her upside down and her face and head hit the corner of the apron before she tumbled to to the floor. Mm-hmm. And she's 30 times tougher than I'll ever be because somehow she was fine or at least appeared to be fine. And I haven't heard anything to the contrary. Um she was talking on the mic afterwards and everything. So when she finished the match and, but man, scary, scary moment. So glad Tom Nakano is okay. Yes, most definitely. Um, yeah. Such a scary spot. You sent me that video and I cringed. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, but yeah. So if, if you're in any pain, please get well soon. Yes. <laughs> thank God. It looks like you're, you're okay. Yeah. Um, that's our show. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Of course. And then um, after that, you'll be, of course, in Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we do have a special show uh, going to be in place for that week coming up. We're going to be doing our May Young Year End Awards, um, which uh, have some cool categories and some some fun categories. <laughs> some cool ones and some stupid ones is what he's Double. trying to say. Yeah, we're going to have... It, it's going to be an entertaining show. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> it's going to be entertaining. But uh, hey, if you got any ideas for maybe awards, 
you'd like to have us discuss for uh, the May Young Give My Hand year-end awards, please send them to us. You can reach out at uh, our email. That's poswrestlecast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at plus wrestlecast, P-L-U-S wrestlecast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Stephen at Bizarro Doom, and you can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling podcast enjoy the upcoming weekend and week of professional wrestling and we will talk to you next week steven take us out if you've never ordered a start on pay-per-view try osaka super wars we got title matches we got mask matches captain fall matches we got ladder matches it's going to be crazy matane